You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales. I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, Zoe. Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad the sun's back today. The rain has been doing my head in. So we've just moved into my new office and it's outside so it means the first few days of our new office we've had to like run in the rain <laughs> out of the back door into the garage um but yes but i'm um, so i'm very pleased it's dry today and uh, but yeah we had it plumbed in with central heating and i know it's really bad but i was really cold yesterday so i just put the central heating on for an hour and it warmed it up oh. lovely so yeah um, i'm living my best life in my garage <laughs> i love it i love your background wall behind you that's very Six-figure yes. Very six-figure pink, yeah. I've had lots of people say, oh, I love the background. I'm like, it is real. It's a real, it's wallpaper. Um, and, well, it's like a photo wall. So it's like 10 different individual lines that create just one big image, which is quite cool. Oh, wow. And once we'd, once we'd seen it, we couldn't unsee it then, so we couldn't go for a normal wallpaper. So, um, yeah, it definitely feels like a feature wall. Any, I'm, I'm not allowing any food in the garage. I'm not allowing any drinks. I'm, well, unless we're sitting here working, but no children, because I don't want any mucky fingers or anything on the wall. So I'm very precious about it. <laughs> I love it. You've got to stop calling it the garage, though. You've got to up-level this in your mind. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. It is like a very expensive garage. So, yes, I do. It's the office. uh, Yeah, I need to – maybe I need – oh, I tell you what, I might need to have a a little sign outside or something and call it the something, like the new, you know, to kind of rather than – because it doesn't feel like an office because I've got plants and I've got, like, my nice wall. It feels like – it does feel like – homely which is nice and that's what I really wanted I didn't want to feel like I because it's it's based at home and that's one of the things I think we've all felt like and you know with you you've got your you've got your things behind you that make you happy and it's your space it's not in a dingy office where everything's all corporate and professional so um yeah and it doesn't although what you what you don't know is I've got boxes behind me still I've got this nice like cover and it's got like boxes from Sainsbury's which are full of books from when we moved and it needs some work I keep calling it the junk room again I need to think of another name exactly I think Carrie does better than junk room we both need to work maybe maybe we should ask our audience to give us some ideas of what we can call our rooms um so that we can um yeah up level our thinking about our workspaces I'd love that. Let us know in the comments. I know some of you are watching live on Facebook. So let us know if you've got any suggestions for us. We'll appreciate that. Um, yeah. So everyone, we're, um, it's Joe and me today for the podcast. We, What we wanted to do, we've been thinking, we've been planning for our Bookkeepers Mastermind. So uh, if you don't know, we run a programme. It's called the Six Month Success Programme. We launch it a couple of times a year. And then some of the bookkeepers who have worked with us on that programme are now going to join us for a mastermind. And we've got a very small group of bookkeepers that we're going to be working with, quite an exclusive group. And we're going to be working with them for 12 weeks, growing their practice focusing on really specific areas and we're designing that program and uh, we've been having some conversations we're starting in a couple of weeks time anyway had a really lovely chat on the phone yesterday with uh, somebody who's going to be joining us 
is hopefully going to be joining us. And um, and one of the challenges that she mentioned, so I was sort of asked, you know, where are you? What, what's going on for you right now? And and one of the challenges that she is facing at the moment is that she's just taken on her first member of staff, and um, and her challenge is obviously going to be paying the salary of that member of staff and the associated costs with that because it's not just the salary it's the other overheads and you know buying them a computer making sure they've got a desk mm -hmm. all of that you know this joke you've scaled your business and um and the first thing i thought was okay this is interesting to see it as how am i going to cover the cost because to me it's like wow look at the great opportunity to grow your business now you've got that extra yeah. person in the room but that i think is from years of work on my mindset and i think for anybody who is with us in the six figure bookkeepers club and thinking about building your practice maybe you want to build a six figure business the reality is that your time is limited and to be able to achieve those figures often you're going to need to get some support in to help you to hit your goals so we wanted to do a session today a podcast today to talk about the first steps of growing your practice and perhaps taking on that first member of staff what you need to yeah. think about and how you can do it well, yeah and I think it's, it's such it's such an interesting topic because when we start off our focus is solely on getting those clients and we don't really think too far into the future we kind of think about what we need to cover our bills and you know what we need to be bringing in and you know you would work all the hours if you just could have that amount of money and then you might reach that amount of money and you might either have a bit more capacity left so you can actually do some more depending on pricing usually usually you might get to that amount of money and and you've filled up all your time that tends to be what happens because mm -hmm. you when you're doing your pricing you figure out the time that's available how much you need and what, whether you need £500 a month or £3,000 a month, you mostly will be working your time and filling up, you know, the goal, um, filling up your time and getting the amount of money you need. So we often think about scaling a business, growing a business, and think about staff and extra things. But there's, there's steps before that. There's mm. steps when you are that one-man band before you jump in and take that member of staff on that you need to start thinking. And really, and this is what we teach in the Six Months Success Programme, is that we think about all of this from day one. I mean, the ones, the people that join us when they're brand new and they haven't got their first client, set their business up to succeed because we speak and they work through the bigger picture, what they need to do. Mm -hmm. And actually, most of the time, what happens is we get to the point where we are earning what we maybe need, but we're working all the hours. And we think, God, I wish I set this up differently because it would be really so much easier if I went back and had some more time. So the key is to not really get to that point in the first place because mm -hmm. what we forget is that we are not an employee anymore. The, folk, the, the goal is not to fill our... 35 hours, 20 hours, whatever it is, stop thinking of yourself as an employee and that you have to swap time for money because you're a business owner and you need time to 
work on the business. You need to be getting new clients. You need to be nurturing those clients. You need to be doing your own finances and um, you've got your own obligations. So you should never get to the point of more than 80%, never, because you're always going to need that extra 20% to work on the business. So that's the first thing. So really, we need to already think that that 80% of time needs to be covering the money you need. So straight away, Mm -hmm. your prices need to increase. (laughs) Straight away. Because, yeah. Yeah. I do. And I think lots of people come in. So lots of people come and join us as bookkeepers when they a lot of our community are mothers and uh, perhaps have worked in a finance role or an admin related role in the past and then choose to come into the bookkeeping profession because it's something where they have some experience and they need to take some qualifications and then they'll be able to set up their own business. But if you see it as actually, if I go and um, I can do this on my own. So you're, you're working in employment, you get paid your hourly rate and you're like, God, I could make more money than this if I did it for myself, if I work for myself. So a lot of people will then go, well, actually, that's going to give me a lot of flexibility. So I'm going to go and start my own business. But if you think of it as you exchanging bookkeeping skills for an hourly rate, all you've done is made yourself a job. You've just filled mm-hmm. your time with a job that might pay a little bit more but when you consider all your overheads and it it probably doesn't work out like that so and like Joe said you need to make sure that you've got at least 20% of your time free to have some sales calls or learn to use some software or do your marketing or whatever it is you need to do just your admin that's you can't be doing client work for 100% of the time um Okay, so let's roll back a bit. So one of the things you mentioned is that um, there are other things you can do before you take on your member of staff. And we'll we'll come back to this member of staff thing and covering their salary and overheads. What else can you do? What would you suggest is the first thing you can do? So first thing you could do, outsource your cleaner. Absolutely. The first thing that we say all the time, do not be cleaning at the weekends. Um, you could be earning more money an hour. I mean, most cleaners, I think I pay mine £15 an hour, but I think they're between like 10 and £15 an hour. And I know that working on my business pays me more than that. So definitely outsource your cleaning. Make sure you're running a slick household. Like you say, a lot of us in here are parents. So time is money. So make sure that there's loads of things that you're doing to streamline your time. Because uh, what do they call it in um, in motherland, that mother, mother's load or something? All this extra mother's load that you have, make sure you're outsourcing it. Now, you can outsource that to a VA, okay? So you can outsource some of this stuff to a VA. So things like my newsletters that I get, that I now get them digitally, which is great because of COVID. They no longer send them in the book bag home but what I used to do in that case is take a photo of it and send it to my VA and she would then upload all of the dates in my diary okay so that I know when I'm working when I when I've got a sports day when I've got an event when I need to take an extra pound to school and the kids need to wear non-school uniform all of this stuff is mother's load so make sure you can outsource some of that stuff and and then things like don't spend two hours in Sainsbury's at the weekend, do an online shop, you know, and I know this all sounds really silly, but when I started my business, I continued doing what I was doing for a while and then realized, oh my goodness, my time's so precious. What can I do to 
level up and have some more um, leverage my time. That's what we need to do, leverage, okay? So that's um, that's one of those things. Then, and you, I mean, you can go to dog walking, everything. There's so many things that you can do there, okay? Then what you need to do is look at software, okay? Software has, so it was a, not long ago that people were saying, oh my goodness, bookkeepers are going to lose their jobs because there's so much software out there that does it. Well, we all know that that's not true. You still need, the software is only as good as the information that's put into it, okay? So utilize a new piece of software in your business that's gonna, again, leverage your time, but do it properly. Now, this is where we're talking about that 20% of time. Don't, I I did this to begin with. I took on, I think it was accountancy manager I took on when I started my practice to do my letters of engagement and systems and things. I didn't set it up properly. So it didn't work properly. And then it caused me more hassle. So this kind of idea to buying a software can become, and this is what I did to begin with, I spent the same amount of money on software that I would have done my first employee built up and built up because it was like utilizing another person, but without the HR and the human element. So actually, Mm -hmm. I find this a really good point. So things like HubDoc and Dext and Auto Entry, those things, but make sure they are working to the best of their ability. And what I do with those kind of, um, with that software is I have, make sure I have a great relationship with my account manager. And I say to them, I want you to hold me accountable. Tell me the percentage of things that are being uploaded Tell me the percentage of things on a monthly basis that are being auto-published. I want to know if I'm utilizing this right. And I say to them, am I am I one of the best at using this software? Because if I'm not, then I'm leaving money on the table. And the thing is as well, we need to get these systems and these softwares and these processes working 100% into the best we can before we bring on a new employee or a subcontractor and teach them how to use stuff badly. Because that is essentially what you're doing when you bring in someone on and something's not um, being used properly into its best of its ability. So um, so that is what I would suggest is that using this software, making sure that you've got a great practice management system. Now, practice management, what does that mean? That just means that there's one area where all the information is. Now, this could be on Google Drive or OneDrive, or it could be um, a software program that you invest in. But you need that one point of contact and it needs to be in the cloud because when you bring someone else in and maybe they're not always working with you in your home, maybe they're working remotely, you need to have a great system that is very easy to find things. So do all this stuff now, preparing and spending the time on making the systems work with it just being you will save you so much time and effort when you take on that first employee. Because usually what we do is we think, well, I know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to save it all on my desktop so that no one else can access it. And if I lose my laptop, then, you know, that's it. It's gone. So it's really about that bigger picture and planning and for the future. Now, even if at the moment, this moment in time, you're like, I'm just starting out. I haven't even got my first client. I still want you to think like this. Because in five years time, you'll think, I wish on day one, I thought like that. And that's what we're trying to get across there. Plan now for the future. 
And there's so there's so much stuff that you can do before you make that jump to that new employee. And as well as, you know, a, a, it doesn't have to be an employed person to begin with. It can be a subcontractor because that might feel a little bit more comfortable for you. And also it's a great way to try and test somebody out and test their knowledge because it's great to, uh, you know, it'd be lovely to believe everything that someone said, but sometimes it's not always, it's not always the truth. So, and as well, think about how are you going to um, advertise for this role? So if you're going to advertise eventually for something, when you do something once, do it so good that you never have to do it again. Okay. Because this again is, this is all the stuff that this 20% of our time needs to be worked on. So we have recently, I didn't do this. I'm learning as I go along, but everything that I learn now goes into the six month success program. So you learn it along with me, but we've just recently taken on a new member of staff. And I was thinking to myself, how would I like to feel when I come on board? You know, I'd really like to have that certainty and know what am I going to be doing for the first week? Who are my clients going to be? How does this business run? Who is who in the business? So we created a welcome pack and it had like everybody's names, everybody's emails, photos of everybody. And then it was like, this is week one. This is what it's going to look like. We had an agenda for day one and we just really gave so much information. And I hope she would say that I've just been messaging her today. And she's like, oh my God, I've been loving our first couple of weeks. Um, everyone's so lovely. Everyone's been so helpful. And I, you know, and we, we met her up for dinner beforehand and, you know, gave her her laptop and everything before she even started to kind of make her feel, you know, we're looking forward to you coming. So, so much you have to do way before you even think about an employee. Sorry, I oh just went goodness, off on one. Joe, Joe, <laughs> you're so passionate about this. I, that's why I let you just go because you've got so much to say. So, so hashtag listen to Joe is probably something that will be going on social media later. Um, but you're right. So, so from day one, plan for the plan for the future. If if you think about your goals, what are your goals? Are your goals that this is just going to bring you in a couple hundred pound a month? I hope those aren't your goals. I hope you have bigger goals than that. And if you do have bigger goals, what does that mean you need to be earning? And how are you going to build a business that's going to help you to do that? Because if you don't want to be someone just taking home an hourly rate and working your socks off all the hours, and you know you're going to need something to bring someone in to help you grow, what's that going to look like in the future? Because then you can start to put the pieces in place as you work through. And what I think, like Joe said, the first place to start is your what can you do in your personal life to outsource something that gives you more time, either cl for client work or for working on the business? And actually, we did a really good podcast about this episode 74, A Day in the Life of a Bookkeeper. We did it a few weeks ago and we were talking about these kind of life hacks. So if you miss that one, it's a good one to catch up on. So I think we shared lots of things that we do to just give us more time because whatever kind of business you run, you're, you need, everyone needs more time, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. I love this idea of, um, well, I love the idea of using software. So software can, now this is interesting, software can feel like a massive investment. And I think we get quite a lot of resistance to signing up for software. So we'll have lots of conversations in the group. And there'll be people who say, I've done a free trial of Go Proposal, for example, but I'm not ready to sign up for it yet. And I know that um, 
I know that that's fine with GoProposal um, and they encourage people to have free trials and lots of the softwares out there will encourage you to have a free trial. Um, but what is the thought process, do you think? What, are the, what is the trigger for knowing that you need to bring something like this in? Mm. What do you think is the sign? If you're doing something repeatedly and you know um, that it could be improved upon, I mean, the thing is with software, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what's out there. Mm. And this is why this community is so important. This is why it's great to, you know, um, listen. I mean, and this is what we offer our members is the office hour where we're bringing software companies in and then they can showcase and not just demo, but explain what it does to help, you know, improve your service but also reduce your time restraints on looking at this stuff and I'm very much uh, so like you say with a free trial you can feel like you're just what, what's the purpose of this free trial I would get in I would make sure I'd contact and have an account manager and say you know I'm really looking to invest in this if I'm going to do it my time is way too precious to just waste the next 30 days not knowing what I'm doing so I've had a demo which was great. But now this is, you know, what would you suggest are the steps I get to set this up? Um, and this is something I've done with Center recently. And I said, you know, we really want to use this, but we haven't got time. And there's, we've got nine members of staff, we need to get everyone up and running. And they really invest their time and helps. If you don't ask, you don't get. So you have to be quite, you know, like, you know, if I'm going to invest in this every single month for, for the future, I want to do it right. And also, actually, okay. it helps them. They they have some webinars and things that you might be able to join. If you, But you need to make sure you're on the right list and getting the right information. Um, and ask as well in this group, if you're looking to find a software that does a certain thing, ask the question here because you'll be amazed at who's using what and all the different things that can be done. And also... Also, ask for ask how they can help you to find clients, because I know that a lot of the software providers will be really keen to keep you on track and accountable. I remember when I used to work, I used to use free agent for some of my clients in my bookkeeping practice and free agent would have somebody on the phone. You know, how are you doing? What's your goal? What are you going to be doing next time? How can we help you with that? And um, and that is so just having someone to check in with, whether it's part mm -hmm. of this group, this community with a coach or with the software provider, that's gonna really help you to have a focus and use those opportunities to have those conversations. Cause I, I mean, I've also been the person who's thought, I haven't got time for this person. I just need to know the software works, but you're yes. right. If you set it up, if you set it up right on day one, do it, like you said, do it so well, you never have to do it again with whatever it is that comes into your business. And do you know what? You're not gonna get this all right first time, but do your absolute best. You And then you'll be proud when you revisit it that there isn't so much to do as if you just plodded along and um, didn't get the best out of things. Um, and if you so, can get it right, yeah. sorry, if you can get it right with just you in the business, and like that streamlined, you'll have so much time and it was just so much easier when the next person comes on because then you're, you are you are really stepping into being the CEO because you're like, this is how we run this system. This is how we run this system. Rather than being a hot mess and going, oh my God, I, need, I don't know what I'm doing from one day to the next. I need someone in here to help me out and take all of this stress away from me. I can promise you, that is not what an employee does. An employee comes <laughs> in and they don't. Don't get me wrong. They're, 
that's that's not their job. Their job is they should need to be guided by you and you should be the one saying, this is what you need to do and I'm going to be holding you accountable to that. You can't bring someone in to manage your business for you. There no, isn't absolutely. anyone that does that. Some, somebody's posted actually and this is interesting someone said I'm on year three now I did, I'm so sorry I can't see your name it just says Facebook user um but if you're on if you're in Facebook watching this live if you allow StreamYard to see your name then we can see who's posting it says I'm on year three now and didn't get my system sorted in time so I've taken on a subcontractor to help with zero and get my and get am set up am accountancy um, manager Oh, thank you. Um, I'm hoping we'll learn together how to use it. Wish I'd invested in it years ago. It's such a pain setting everyone up now. But you know what? You're doing it now rather than in three years time. So that's really good. And if you have found somebody who is good at this stuff, that's great. But I think that most of the time, if you're bringing in an employee, they probably haven't got that experience. Otherwise, they might be running their own business. That, that's often a challenge, yeah. isn't it? Like when you bring yeah. people in, they need to learn from you and you need to have the processes ready to show them what to do. Okay, so let's um let's just think about the cost element of this. Okay, so the so with software, it I know, I mean I know what you're paying for some of your software and it it's a lot of money and sometimes you could have a member of staff instead, but these are the things that streamline you and help, and the reason for paying for this software is so that you don't have to be processing all the time. It's it's mm-hmm. so easy to get trapped in that cycle of data entry, and that is where you're just trading your time for money. I really think that mm-hmm. if you bring software into your business, that let's talk, let's think like something like Dext, where you're going to be um, reducing sort of manual input because you're um, you know capturing data about documents rather than someone keying them in. Mm-hmm. If you can take yourself away from that data input part of the job the job the business then you can spend your time on speaking to your clients so you for example send video uh, videos to your clients every month giving them an overview of their business that's really valuable to them that helps them to make progress hit their goals that makes you yeah. a more valuable bookkeeping service to them therefore you're able to charge a higher fee because you're giving more yeah. than someone who's just doing data entry so if people can see how software can help them to do that that is going to help you to if you can use that to justify why you need to be spending that and then yeah. see it as an opportunity that's exactly when then and then because the software is set up so well and so user friendly now i have my 18 year old apprentice running dext for all of my 70 clients so yeah and i yeah. i pay him less than i pay dext because that's the salary he's on. Um, but he but manages that whole how system. Many, and imagine how much you'd be paying if you had uh, someone looking after all of those clients doing the work that Dext does for you. So you would have exactly. a whole accounts payable team. Yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, and what I do as well is I've I've given him, he, it's, it's, it's his baby. Dext is his baby. So I now make him have the software meetings with the account manager and ask about anything new, ask about if he's utilizing everything right. I'm like, you need to be, you are in competition with yourself. You need to be, like, the numbers need to be better. The percentages need to be better. Um, and so that's what, so that's what he, he does now. He also uses Savia, which is linked with Dex now. So you've got Dex Prepare, which does like the receipt bank thing and like auto entry and HubDoc. And then you've got Dex Savia, which looks at 
the overview of the health of the businesses. And we, we know we have the, we want everyone's health score to be over 80%. It actually says 70% is fine. So, um, and I can just look a quick glance and see on Xavier if everyone's over 80% or not and whether he's doing his job. So it's a really nice, quick, quick thing for me to look at and just review. Yeah. And that's how software can help. Um, I've just seen, and Natasha's posted, she says, um, as a sole trader, I've upgraded decks to their optimised version, along with precision in order to up my processes to grow without taking on staff. Yes. And if you can use software at this point to grow, this is very likely your first step to growth, taking, using some software, really utilising it. And you'll be amazed at how much you can utilise it, that the point it can take you to without needing to have staff. Okay. Yeah. So when you... Let, let's just think about let's just finish off with what do you do though if you are hiring a member of staff because a lot of us will get to that point um mm -hmm. it might be that you start with a VA um the you mm -hmm. know the only employee we have in our business is our VA Gemma and she's a contractor for us um and but you do get to a point where like actually there's so much of this kind of admin stuff we're doing there must be someone else who can help us with that and we got Gemma involved but in a bookkeeping practice you are, you may well choose to take on an employee rather than a contractor just because mm -hmm. of the nature of the work and uh, the rules around employment and contracting. How do you, if you're if you're at that point, you're like, do you know what, I've probably got an extra 20 hours a week of work here that I can't do and it probably isn't worth me doing because I can add more value doing something else. How do you, that is a big, that is a big additional cost for your business because it's not just their salary, it's also their pension, their desk, their equipment, upgrading your software. Uh, the lady I was speaking to yesterday was like, well, I've obviously had to upgrade my Microsoft Teams because I'm, you know, there was more than just me. Yeah. So there are so many extra things that need to be budgeted for. How do you, what did you Firstly, feel like, I, Firstly, you've got to make sure that you're making a good profit in your business. <laughs> Firstly, your pricing and your, you know, pricing yeah. structure needs to be right, okay? So it, you need to have enough profit in your business to be able to afford a, a, an employee. And that is, it's quite scary, but it depends on, I mean, this is why we go, it, this is an impact on your marketing and your sales technique and your actual pricing strategy. Because I, do you have a steady stream of people that you are marketing to that are coming to you for a sales meeting? Do you know how many leads you're converting in a month? So for me, I'm limited because my team don't let me have any more. I'm limited to five sales calls a month, even though today we just looked and I've done 11 proposals in the last 30 <laughs> days, so I got told off. Um, and we're limited to five uh, five sales calls a month and we're limited to like to take on three new clients a month just because onboarding but I know my numbers that that means I can afford another employee okay so firstly look at your you know are you have you got a steady stream do you, are you just at the point where you're thinking I've got so and so coming on in August as a new client and that's going to bump me up and I need yeah. that so remember you don't have to take someone on full time from day one as well um, and this is why maybe having someone as a subcontractor that turns into an employee is a good idea. You need to have, I mean, you need to have enough profit to be able to afford, you can't take on an employee and not have the money there because that's not fair on you. You might want to, um, I mean, 
you might think about um, investing in like a startup loan, which might help you with that because you know you will, if you had some extra time, you could take on so many more members of staff, uh, clients and be able to afford that member of staff. But the thing that you really need to think about is that when that person comes on, it's not about abdicating responsibility and thinking, oh, I won't need to deal with this client. That's not the case. You need to be have a real good strategy of what they're going to be doing for you. Okay. Now, I the way I do this is I start right from the beginning. So I have a system like if um you you know we love a bit of a Christmas paper or wrapping paper and some post-it notes. If you was to put out on the table and write all the different systems in your business that you have to do from a job from the beginning to the end, don't not the sales not the sales and the marketing and the branding, that's you, that's the business owner, talking about the actual physical job, talking about data collection, if you're using Dext or auto entry, getting bank statements, confirmation of balances, getting in cash sales, you know, all of these things, the actual job, I'd work out all of those things. And each post, you know, which is an ex- like a process, you need to figure out what the system is. Now, you can do this as a video or something like that. But I would, what we do in ours is that we make sure that we give a certain amount of clients um, and we say, we want you to work up to this point. So mostly up to bank rec. If we was taking on a bookkeeper, we wouldn't give that bookkeeper the VAT returns to do the payroll journals, all of that on at the beginning. It would just be, can you get the bank rec done? But to get to a bank rec done, this is what we mean. This is what we mean. I want it reconciled to a bank balance. I want it, you know, you need to make sure the opening balances are correct. You need to make sure that we've got all of this information. They need to have missing items list once a week, our clients. All of those things, whatever it is that you do in your business, and don't let them get past, don't don't be tempted to give them more than up to that level. Give them more clients so that they are dealing with that whole base of that work. And then when they're really, really good at that, you know what you can do? You can get someone else in who does the same as them and you move them up to the VAT returns, the payroll journals and all of the month end stuff. And so that's how we work in our business. So when I bring on someone new, they go to the bottom and they work their way up and they take on. Now, if they've got more qualifications, they might take on a bigger chunk or more clients at the beginning. But it's this is you, you need to really know no one wants to start a job. And turn up and someone's like, uh, I really need your help. I'm so busy. I can't actually give you any time. Can you just get on with some zero? That's not how anyone wants to turn up. So this, this is why it's really good idea to start thinking of this right at the beginning. But if you are in a position where you are a hot mess at the moment and you are like, I'm so overrun with things, this is where you need to start thinking about the software you're using, getting a VA and sorting out the personal stuff, that all of that gives you time so that you can focus on a great plan for when you do take on an employee. I love it. Oh, my goodness. We could talk about this all day. But I, I really think we've given people something to think about and um, and a place to start. Um, you're right. I yeah. think a lot of people get to that that hot mess point. I love it. <laughs> Um, of ah what do I do and actually right going back to basics with some of the things the personal stuff get freeing up some of your time so that you can then be available to make a plan 
hire somebody. All the, and all, remember, hiring takes time as well. You're not going to get someone tomorrow yeah. to work with you. So, and you know, making a plan, deciding what your trigger point is, looking at your cash flow forecast. At what point will I need this person, and when can I bring them in, and how am I going to fit in training them? Um, hopefully, everyone's found that to be a really interesting session. I've really enjoyed hearing a bit more about your business behind the scenes as well, Joe. Thank you. Um, we will be back for another podcast next week. I can't off the top of my head remember what we have on the podcast, but we'll see you at one o'clock next Wednesday. Um, thanks everyone for joining us today, and uh, we will see you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast for topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.